0: This is the Salted Carmel Podcast. Welcome back to all of you who have joined us. All our listeners in Canada and Brazil, as we always boast about. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and with me is my co-host, the very enthusiastic Jody Curtis. Jody, who's our guest today?
1: Our guest today is Caesar Swedan. Caesar, we're so uh, excited to have you, and I think you're. One of the second most beautiful voices at our parish.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only second to your wife.
2: Though. Well, they, they my wife's voice is absolutely gorgeous, unless she's yelling at me. Oh. <laughs>
1: She doesn't yeah. sing,
2: yell at you? Well, we we joke about that uh, sometimes that we argue. Actually, somebody asks us, do you do you argue in song? <laughs> and so we tried that, and it was kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, it just took a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it would make the argument dissipate, though. You'd just be That's laughing. Right. It does. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right.
2: That's exactly right.
0: That.
1: So, that Caesar, awesome. tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the parish.
2: Our Lady of Carmel is is um is really my life if you will apart obviously uh, from from my family so God brought me to Our Lady in a very special way and I have been um uh, doing music ministry and high school youth ministry at Our Lady for about 35 years now Mm. So I've been there a long time. Yes, I looked. Uh, I didn't have any other white hair that you see right now. <laughs> yes, um, I was 27 years old when I joined the parish, and I jumped right in mm. into the uh, the ministry. Dang! Wow! Is, were you a singer before 27? Or I I was. Uh, I did a lot of 60s tunes. You know, I played the guitar when I was in high school and nice. all that good stuff. Uh, and then I think the Lord was just preparing me for this ministry. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Nice.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about your life before you said yes concretely to the Lord.
2: Before I said yes, I was um, uh, I was born and actually in, in overseas in Lebanon in Beirut. I hear they have really mighty cedars. They do. They're <laughs> so majestic. I mean, the yeah. pictures just cannot. T- express oh. what that thing looks like when you drive up to it it's amazing you know so I was mainly joking my only thing was the biblical <laughs> cedars, cedars yeah. of Lebanon yeah. they're, they're all they're everywhere I've never seen one absolutely <laughs> yeah they are so majestic they're incredible but uh, so uh, born born in Beirut um, my my parents at the time my dad was working in the Persian Gulf in, Muslim, in the Muslim world um, <clears throat> no churches there at all mm-hmm. at least not back then um so i I went to school I was in boarding school most of my life at the age of seven mm-hmm. um, and then um I would tr- I would go back home you know on the uh, during the summer breaks yeah. and what have you uh, so my faith life really apart from my mom's faith and and my dad's faith was was kind of uh, minimal if you will only because being in boarding school all these years mm-hmm. and and I was actually um, I went for um eight or nine years to a a school run by the quakers of all people so i was i was familiar with their assemblies on sundays you know (laughs) go to the assembly everybody was forced to go you know you had to go as a student um and then uh beyond that um when the war broke out in lebanon i had to uh i had to eventually go to france and and uh, finish my high school in france and wow. of course, being in boarding school in France, it's even worse than Lebanon. You know, the churches were declining as to this day, you know. So, so there was no church. There was no cate- uh, catechesis. There was no, no, uh, faith preparation for me, you know. And you guys uh, were Catholic
0: all throughout? Yes. You know? We
2: okay. are cradle Catholics, um, uh, um, in, uh, in Lebanon. I think, uh, back then, the Catholics were about 48% of the country. Wow. In, in Lebanon, yeah. So, um, um after France, um, I I came to the states to go to college and uh, my experience with with uh, the church, um, my recollection as a kid, you know, was was the mass as it was uh, uh, celebrated in the old country, you know, so the churches were were really ancient churches. it was more dark. Um, I don't even recall if, if the mass back then wasn't Latin or not, but, but, uh, so, so, uh, my, during college, I went to, to mass only once <laughs> and it wasn't by choice. I just, I just didn't know any better. You know, uh-huh. um, I had, I knew, I knew Jesus, you know, maybe not to the best of, of my ability, but I knew Jesus because of my grandma and my mom and always praying, um, it sounded so, like you needed some Quaker teachers. I, yeah, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Get
0: you to Sunday. Yes,
2: so. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, so my one, my one mass that I went to in four years of college was when this girl asked me uh, what I was doing on Sunday, and I thought she was going to ask me out on a date, <laughs> and I was so excited. And she said, "Well, uh, let's go to mass." Oh, you know? there you go. I
1: love it. Yeah,
2: so uh, so we went to the Newman Center. At Bradley University in in Illinois, mm-hmm. and uh, and I it kind of freaked me out a little bit because the last time I'd been to mass was when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, during you know, I I kind of tried to understand what's going on. And when it came to the sign of uh, of peace, and people turned around, started shaking my hand. I'd freaked out. I'm like, you know, I'm not. I've never seen this before. I've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, And and I thought to myself, this is not the Catholic Church that I know, you know. Mm. So, needless to to say, my relationship with this girl never developed, you know. (laughs) And that was after you ran out screaming. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, I waited till the end, uh, you know. So, so that was uh, that was my one time during, and and I'm not proud of it, you know. Uh But I didn't know any better, you know. Yeah. um, and then after college, um, and I always, I've always been, uh, you know, the good Lord has always, uh, he's given me uh, some some beautiful gifts, you know, in terms of relating to people and being compassionate and loving people, and and I really didn't have any enemies, you know, so so I think the only thing that was that was uh, missing was, you know, with him just throwing. Throwing the, the Holy Spirit in my life and saying, you know, boom, here you go, Caesar. And that happened, actually, uh, when I joined Our Lady Mont Carmel. Mm. So I moved uh I After moved, college. After college, yeah. I moved to... Uh, got a job here in Indianapolis. And... Uh, uh, the secretary at the time at this company that hired me, uh, was Roberta Durbin of oh, all people. Oh
1: my goodness. So
2: yes. And so she said, um, you know, she took me under her wings. It was beautiful. And then she said, Hey, have you ever made a curse And I said, uh, No, what is that? You know, she explained the curse to me. And I was at the, at that, po- at that point in my life, it was just, you know, I was ready. Nice. You know. But no.
1: also at this point, you still were not going to to Mass?
2: Or... No, I was not. Yeah.
1: No, I was not. So, so that Roberta, was a big step.
2: Yes, it was a big step. And, and Roberta had to fight with the owner of the company because he was a St. Luke, uh, an Indianapolis parishioner. <laughs> and he said, Caesar's going to St. Luke's. She said, no, he's going to Our Lady. No, he's going to St. Luke's. No, he's, she's going to Our Lady. They, guess they were guess who fighting won? for you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, they were. so. So she sponsored me uh, to go on a crucio, and and let me tell you, it's just uh, it was I was that was it mm. that was mm. that was my biggest yes uh, to the Lord, and that was when things just turned around.
0: Was there any specific moment on the retreat?
2: Um, I think um, the um, it, there was a lot of lot of moments, honestly, because mm. there was a lot of firsts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up uh, away from from church because even when I went home for the summer, it was in a in a in a Muslim country where there's no Sunday mass mm-hmm. you know so I never really experienced the sacraments um, the way I was supposed to I don't even I, I think there was a visiting priest at one point uh, from India that came to to Qatar this was in Qatar in Doha. Okay. And uh, and my mom really was anxious for me to receive the sacraments, and and she made a, and those guys would come in, and uh, back then you wouldn't know their priests because they'd come in and they'd do, they'd celebrate mass. Mm-hmm. It's like the underground church, you know, at, in people's yeah. homes. So so I just, she said, okay, she made an appointment. So I think I received my um, uh, confirmation, recon, first reconciliation. And and for and communion all at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I was a little kid, and my mom was just, "Let's, Let's we want to get it done." Yes. Yeah. So there was no formation, you know. So yeah. I, I really had those sacraments without really learning mm-hmm. what it was, you know, what they were about. Um, so, the Curcio retreat kind of, kind of, um, put me in that in, in in my place where where I was going to be. Uh, one of the stones you know that, that Jesus was going to build a lot of things mm. on, so um, and it was, um, I met a lot of people. Um, two, my two table leaders of all, I mean, this is this is God's, God the way He He works. My two table leaders were Our Lady of Carmel parishioners, and it was not by by accident. So, uh, Bruce Carlstead and uh, Don, um, bless his heart, he was a bass singer in the choir. Mm. Uh, so, so they. They knew that you know through through the retreat they they found out I played the guitar and I and I could sing and I my my repertoire for Christian music was a big fat zero. So, um, so after that and now is it like a two or a three or <laughs> after that as soon as almost as a month later after I made the 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 weekend Our Lady Mark Carmel's music group that did the six thirty mass quit. So they so they, that mass had no music that that summer. And so I get a call from from Don and and, and Bruce and they said, hey, uh, we know you can play the guitar. Would you be interested in, in taking over the music for the mass? And I said, "I I know nothing, you know. Uh- so so i said yes of course you know Mm -hmm. so and that's how the music ministry began Mm -hmm. and then from there the uh the youth ministry also um and and the rest is history it's just been such a a beautiful journey you know just to to have these young people come and sing and then they graduate and then they get married and you sing at their children's baptisms and you (laughs) sing at their weddings and you sing it you know so um, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful ministry. So uh, I have was, been truly blessed, I can tell you. That, that was before Rex, too? That was long before Rex. Wow. Yeah, long before Rex. I
0: didn't yeah. know that was possible
2: I thought yeah, yeah. in fact i was uh, i was uh, one of the people are, that interviewed that was Rex. and let me tell you rex is is one of the best things that's ever happened to this parish I, awesome. hands down i can say that so, that's awesome. yeah
1: yeah so caesar who is your biggest faith influencer
2: you know i would say my mom um in, in the capacity that she was able to, and as I got to know my faith, it's just the lives of, the, of some of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, Any you know, in particular, Saint Charbel, oh, who is a Lebanese saint. If yeah. you if you have a chance to to look him up, S H uh, A R B E L, Saint Charbel. Okay. There are, and I know they're not all verified, but there's over twenty six thousand miracles attributed to Saint Charbel. Hmm. Wow. Yep. And it's
0: just. Was he a recent saint or when? Uh,
2: Yes, in the 1800s. 1800s. He died late 1800s. An incredible, incredible uh, saint. Of course, um, um, Saint, um, um, why is the name escaping me? He was in Auschwitz. He died in Auschwitz. Uh, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, yeah. His life is incredible. Mm. So there are some saints that are really dear to my heart. So nice. Dang. Well, what
0: would you say you're most grateful for? Because we're grateful no matter what.
2: You know, I'm grateful for a lot of things, but, uh, obviously my, 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 uh, church and my family and and my wife, um, I'm grateful for the gift that, that God brings through children, you know, little children, because they have a very special place in my heart, you know? So um, anytime you you have any doubt and you know because uh, anytime you have issues with with adults and and faith and what have you those little children the, the love that they show the pure the purity of the children I mean just mm. like Jesus when he said let the children come to me yeah. that is that is I, I know exactly what what that what that is like and I know oh, what, that's what it means. Awesome. Right. We used to used to have uh, back in the days. I and mean, still to this day. But but a lot of times when I was when I started the ministry, after every six thirty mass, there would be about 12, 12 families, dads or moms with their little children, and they all want to come up and give me a hug. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! You know, talk about the, the Lord really putting the hook. Yep. You know? you're, <laughs> you're not again. going anywhere, yep. Caesar. You're <laughs> stuck with this ministry. You know, so. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Uh,
0: does that still happen?
2: Oh yes, uh, yes. Maybe maybe not like not like the line, but uh-huh. there's always always kids, and I and I love working with high school uh, high school kids. It's it's a it's a it's a beautiful passion. I, I'll tell you a little story about children, and this is how God really. I mean, the hook started when I was in France. I was um, the school in France was a was a. Um, uh, a grade school and a high school and it was a very small private school so i was uh, a boarding uh, one of the boarding school uh, kids but there was a whole bunch of daytime students that would would be dropped off by by their parents and every morning every single morning my senior year when i get off uh, when i got off the bus mm-hmm. there'd be about 30 or 40 uh, 9 10 11 year olds waiting for me at the gate ah. and i'd get off the bus Good morning, Caesar. Hey, good morning, kids. And I'd we'd walk. I'd walk them to their classrooms and everything. And oh. lunchtime, I would spend the time with them. And they're always fighting as to who's going to share their lunch with me. Oh. that was my senior year. Wow. And
0: he stole kids' lunches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take a bite of yours <laughs> and a bite of yours. Because they're always no. He's going to take mine. No, he's going to take mine. So, so those little things, you know, it's like, come on. That's but awesome. that was I think that was that was the the um uh, the beginning, you know, that's where that's how God was forming me in that yeah. in that way, knowing that I was gonna be doing music and youth youth ministry. Mm-hmm. So um so that's I would say little children are, are like saints anyway. So mm.
1: <laughs> what beautiful gifts you have, really, that you've used and used um to bring people to the Lord, both in your your gift of music and in your gift of leading children, or those younger than you?
2: Absolutely, well, absolutely. I wouldn't trade this for anything, you know. I'd, and if, if the Lord wants me to do it for forty more years, I might be on crutches, <laughs> but you know, or in a wheelchair playing the guitar. But I would, I would, uh, I would embrace that. You'll with,
1: be there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That's awesome. Well, we like to
0: say, what keeps you salty, essentially? What keeps you a good disciple? So what are some things that you do each week that help you remain close to the Lord? Well, honestly,
2: I would say it's in the Bible. It's God's, the two greatest commandments, right? Love the Lord your God and love love your neighbor as yourself. And you, li- if you live by these, yeah. you would never, ever, ever run out of things to do, mm. right? So, you know, the fact that we can bring joy to others. You know, live your life for others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what keeps me salty. There's always, there's always somebody that needs the. And I cannot tell you, they. I have a nickname right now. They call me the patron. My friends call me the patron saint of waiters and waitresses, <laughs> because people just spill their guts to me. I, I can walk in in any restaurant and I have a godly conversation with somebody that either either had fallen away from from the church. Or thinking about church, or doesn't know God at all, and have that conversation with them, and then just and they would just like every, their guts are spilled right there, you know, as wow. we're standing there. So, you know, and I think it's a gift from God. It's nothing that I developed, you know. And there's there's no way mm. that, that we can do this. It's it's just God, and and God uses that gift, you know, to to reach people and to touch people's lives, in a, in a very special way. So. Um, so if you don't want to tell me your, your secrets, you know, uh, stay away from me. Don't <laughs> be my friend. You don't, know, don't if, go if to you're going to be my friend, we're going to sure. have some deep conversations. So. Right, That's the only way to do it. I just, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think that leads us to a beautiful call to action this week is to reach out to others. And also in listening to your story, I kept thinking about the invitation that other people had for you when Roberta invited you. Absolutely. So CEO, and then Bruce and Don invited you 100%. to participate yeah. in the ministry. So if each of our listeners can think about who can we reach out to and who can we invite to an event, to come to mass, to go to ad- adoration, yeah. whatever that might be.
2: Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if we are bashful and we're shy you know then we're not going to reach those people you know no. and and it's a lot of times our our biggest enemy is ourselves because we are afraid of saying something to somebody and offend offend them uh-huh. by it you know but you just it's also easier to just home. to
0: stay in my little bubble. Absolutely, right. yeah. Not going yeah. To my comfort zone. So
2: how are they going to react? What are they going to say? Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, you, right. have, you have God, you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit with you. Yeah. And just say what you have to say and say it in, in, in Christian kindness. And if something happens, you know, you plant the seed and let the Holy Spirit God. water it. You know, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all what you happened? have to do. Love it.
1: Caesar, would you like to end us in a prayer? Tonight? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts that you give us in our lives and all the blessings, the blessings of friends and family and the blessing of a, of a faith that nourishes us and, and fills our hearts and our souls and our spirits with, with love and joy and peace. And we thank you, Lord, for this ministry here, of the podcast ministry. That is uh, that is accomplished in your name here, and we ask that you bless everything that is done and is said in this room. And we pray all these in your most holy name, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. amen.
0: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Well, thanks for coming on, Caesar. Yeah, it's my to, pleasure. Yeah, to everybody else out there.
1: Stay salty. <laughs>